There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Deadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Man and Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, Pay-Per-Views, Premium Live Events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Zedrich, look ahead to SmackDown tonight. Normally, you're not in a great mood when it comes to previewing WWE shows, but there is one element to this show that you absolutely love. Yeah, but I didn't like it last week. Oh, well, it, was, it, was your, it was your predictions coming through, i.e., more vehicle stuff. More vehicle stuff. Like the vehicle stuff was, you can do ridiculous things in a ridiculous context, and I will say, Genuinely, I still like good sports entertainment. I think there's a place for it. I was born and raised on it. I just don't think WWE are even doing sports entertainment very well at this moment in time, this era, if you like to call it. As stupid as something is, it has to make sense in context. Like, I don't mind. In fact, I delight in jolly psychopath Brock Lesnar going mad on a forklift and threatening to kill people. <laughs> when, for the sake of a stupid cliffhanger, you see the actual forks smash through the back window of a vehicle and go all the way through it, and no one got decapitated, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you can do some mad thing where it's like the cliffhanger is, can they get the doors open in time, pre-tape whatever you like, show them just getting out. Don't make it look like, oh, they're dead. Oh, no, they're not. Because it just makes me feel like a complete idiot. It makes the whole scene. A ridiculous, there's a difference between ridiculous, heightened, and outright phony and stupid. And I think last week's segment verged on outright phony and stupid. However, Roman Reigns' performance on the microphone before this action set piece was so glorious. Mm. And I'm going to delve into why it was so glorious when you ask me what happens next. Mm, yes, the, uh, the the only lead-in we've got for tonight's SmackDown, at time of recording at least, because all the bloody shows now tell us what's going to happen two hours before, uh, is Brock Lesnar on the hunt. I will say I am inclined to agree with you with just how preposterous last week's was up until the point when Brock Lesnar pulled a door off, and I was like, well, that's great. Anytime yeah. Brock Lesnar pulls a door off anything, it's fantastic but particularly when he brings it to the ring as a prop and uses it as part of his entrance. But yes, how do they follow this up tonight? It's strange because surely you can't ramp this up any further. Surely you can't get more preposterous. You can't 
heighten or develop this particular story beat. The idea is that Brock Lesnar, knowing that Roman Reigns is putting various obstacles against him, security details, the Usos, whatever, he's relentless. Roman Reigns is going to recognize that he's relentless, and he's sold how relentless Brock Lesnar has been since Elimination Chamber when he said, I want your title and this one at the same time. And he sold it in various very good ways. Now I'm going to guess how he's going to sell it this week. But he sold it by basically overcompensating for how scared he is deep down. I'm going to smash you. I'm going to smash you. I love this Roman Reigns character. It's so much better than monologue Roman. It's incredible. I love him overcompensating by being more aggressive being more, like, gregarious in front of the audience and stuff, and just, like, you know, when you overcompensate in a social situation where you feel awkward, where you try to crack jokes and all the rest of it, that's what Roman's doing right mm. now. He's showing fear by not showing fear. Yeah. It's just really good stuff. I think tonight, basically, if I'm going to be more succinct than I usually am, this is the bit you need to take away. This is the TLDR. This is the evolution of Roman Reigns becoming a bitch. <laughs> and I think it's fabulously entertaining because that's what heels are meant to do. So the bitchification of Roman Reigns tonight will arrive. Ah, he's going to come out. He's going to be a little, more, a little bit more sullen and serious than usual. And he's going to say something to the effect of, look, uh, Brock's taking it too far. This is an unsafe working environment. And he needs to be suspended. And Ooh. he's going to try and use his intimidation to... Um, get Brock Lesnar suspended again, knowing that hopefully they'll remember continuity because I hold this storyline at different standards than the WWE norm. And Adam Pearce can be like, oh, no, I got threatened badly last time this happened to me, so I'm not going to do it. So Snap I, his phone or something. So I think Adam Pearce is going to be at the center of Roman Reigns applying his intimidation and his pressure to Adam Pearce to try and get Lesnar suspended. The last time he did this, is going to prey on his mind and he's going to be part of the push and pull between the, the Roman and Brock characters, and I think that could be a, a show-long hook. But I do like the idea of Roman Reigns trying not to say that he's a bitch, but acting like a bitch. Something to the effect of, look, it's just it's not fair on everybody else. Mm. Look at look, like, people are trying to do matches, you know. He's gonna. I think he's gonna like try and say something effective. Consider poor and get like names wrong because he's such a megastar that he doesn't get changed with his peers and stuff. Like, what about Madcap Mick? You know, <laughs> think like, like think about all of these guys and what you know. It's just it's not fair on them. I don't care. I'm the head of the table. I can handle Rick this. Holland. Yeah, stuff like this. Like, I really think they could have some fun with it. Yeah. But at the minute, the whole this, this, genuinely the storyline, the character arc is Roman Reigns steadily becoming more and more of a bitch. And I think that would be a fun way of exploring it. Yeah, because we always said uh, with previous Roman Reigns stuff that he'd put it off or he would use the bloodline or whatever. And then eventually it gets the match and he'd be like, all right, now it's time to kick your ass. But he's met his match, obviously, in yeah. Brock Lesnar. I really like that. My idea was, uh, once again, stolen from WWE's archives, which is... and I haven't Well, they do that as well. Yeah, so. I haven't really fully formulated this, if I'm perfectly honest. But again, we see Roman Reigns coming out and cutting a promo, but he sort of knows what to expect now. He knows Brock Lesnar's going to show up and try and jump him or whatever, because if he comes out and tries to confront him in the ring, then there'll be security and what have you. So Roman Reigns does his thing, panics again, scarpers, gets in his car. Only him, though. This The Usos have got in their own car or whatever or have been told to stay home, Paul Heyman same or something like that, right? And uh, Brock Lesnar appears in his, I don't know, 
wing mirror and just and he's oh bollocks bollocks but he can't he can't get the door open he can't get out of the car he's not in a vehicle for once this week he's just it well Roman's in a car but he's not in like a forklift Brock I mean uh, and Brock thinks oh my god I've got him trapped gets in the car gets in the other side only to realise it's a trap Roman Reigns gets out the car locks Brock Lesnar in a car which would be a funny image anyway Brock Lesnar can easily make an entire car shake by just bouncing around in it. And there's, I don't know, a snake in there or something. <laughs> and the best bit of all is you don't do the, you know, Jake the Snake, Ultimate Warrior, snake bites him and, and Jake the Snake gets the upper hand. Later on, Brock Lesnar just comes out and you just go, oh my God, he killed a snake or he ate it or some bonkers stuff like that because he's just, yeah, he's just inhuman at the moment. And, and I love the, you know, the feats of strength are one thing, but just bloody bonkers stuff with ripping things off their hinges is always great. Two good ideas there, if I could say so. Mm-hmm. You always had a car, a vehicle, therefore it's way more likely. <laughs> they could do some kind of decoy angle where Brock Lesnar sort of somehow convinces Roman he's somewhere else in the building and he's on his way again. And then Roman like just runs, gets into the car, and they could do the old where to Stephanie. Yes. Except it's where to Roman. And then cackling Brock Lesnar's always tremendous value. They could drive off somewhere. That would be a re- like people would they like show long hooks so much so that they are quite successful on occasion that people think AEW, which presents fixtures, should do this. No, please don't do this. <laughs> I like the fixtures. I like the wins and losses mattering. It's good. It's what I like. So they could do that. Decoy Lesnar's actually in the car. That would be a good way to get people back for the commercial break. And then they could just have a fight somewhere or something. Yeah. Or either what either that or what we discussed in the office earlier, which is Brock Lesnar chases the bloodline, and it looks like the Usos and Roman have got out of dodge. But oh no, Paul Heyman's been left behind. Brock Lesnar goes to sneak up behind him and attack him. Surprise! It's Roman Reigns in disguise. <laughs> My God! I mean, they love doing stuff on like both shows. So you've had Kevin Owens as Stone Cold. Let's have Roman Reigns. You can Paul imagine Heyman. Roman and Paul Heyman prosthetic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, on the other side of things, in the... Uh, women, everything else is bad. Yeah, women's title picture. I did enjoy the uh, the close of, of last week's show with... I mean, it, it came out worse following the night of Charlotte Flair beating the crap out of Ronda Rousey again, uh, bloodying her up, uh, putting her through a powerbombing her through a table, standing tall and what have you. No doubt Ronda Rousey is out for revenge tonight. The subsequent story that came out this week after last week's SmackDown was like, Ronda Rousey's not feeling great. Like, she'll probably be fine for WrestleMania, but she's not 100%. And I just love the idea of someone having to come up to her being like, you know what, Ronda, are you ready for the show tonight? And she's like, no, I'm not feeling that great, to be honest. I'm like, I think she's had a bit of uh, illness or what have you. Uh, and <laughs> you have to be the person to tell her, cool, so uh, Charlotte Flair's going to batter you around the head and body with a kendo stick. Then she's going to beat you up a bit, and then she's going to powerbomb you through a table. Have a good night, Ronda. See you yeah. later. Um, and she's done that. The wor- you know, you have one of those things where, you remember I always tell you that one of the most visceral experiences I've had watching wrestling isn't, uh, you know, someone getting clobbered by a chair or, or blade in their forehead. It's Eddie Kingston using that alcohol rub on Moxley. Yeah. Far more than, than cuts or bruises or welts or chops or anything like that. Ronda Rousey has apparently split the bit of skin there, or whatever it is, that connects to your, your what, your lip? That's, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was the Shane McMahon. Hang on, we can get it. Oh, no, now try. Yeah, the bit of skin. That's my reaction. It, it wasn't it. He wasn't my... 
thing in the lip that separates <laughs> the uh, lip and the teeth. Lip and the gum, that bit there. So, you know, you saw that Ronda Rousey, that's where the blood was coming from, which just goes through me. But it feels like tonight, yeah, Ronda's going to be out for revenge and a pissed off Ronda Rousey is one of the best versions of what she, what she can bring to WWE. Yeah, it's her turn. It's basically her yeah. turn to get a heat spot. Like, this doesn't really interest me very much, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, right, right, Sonya Deville out, potentially. What she's, what she's still doing at the minute? She's just authority bollocks, isn't she? But, like, she's been a thorn in the side. She's been involved in it. I feel like now is the time to be like, Charlotte, you haven't got even got this, this authority figure, figure to put stuff in... in uh, Under's way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. I've got no thoughts on this, if yeah. I'm being perfectly honest. I think it's... Through the mechanical beats of WWE storytelling, it's time for Ronda to get her agency or heat back or whatever. She could... I just don't care. <laughs> I cared a lot for, for my standards. I'm I excited a lot for the about match. the first bit. Excited for the match, I will say that. There's only games on this podcast. <laughs> well, so I looked at the rest of the bullet points you sent over this morning, and I was very uh, bored. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Well, one of them I've literally just lifted from, from last week, which is... I know you did, so why don't you play the same audio? Well, exactly, I could probably save his time. Is this week the week that Xavier Woods returns? Because it feels like, you know... Refresh my memory from the show I definitely watched. What happened with um, Butch, Ridge, Bloody Holland and Sheamus last week? Well, exactly what you anticipated. I think it was Kofi versus Ridge, Bloody Holland. Sheamus and Butch were 
causing shenanigans at ringside. Then they got kicked out of ringside and then just sort of walked up the ramp a little bit. And then Butch scrappy dude himself back into the match, diving into the ring. But then they were like, bloody get out of here, will you? And uh, then that distracted shame, uh, that distracted Kofi and he got beaten. Ah, cool. They I think, could I, run, think I might have got that wrong. but I predict they run the exact same match back, yep. virtually move for move, with almost the, like threatening to do the same finish, except Kofi comes out. Uh, sorry, Xavier Woods comes mm. out to save Kofi, and then it goes 50-50. And isn't that a very logical thing to happen? Yes, exactly. It does seem very sort of... Like, I want to get Kofi and the New Day on the on the WrestleMania card, and it'd be nice for them to be able to dedicate a match to E, for example, although I get the feeling they're probably going to lose, actually, because of what's going on with this weird fight night stable they've got going on with Butch, Ridge Bloody Holland. Have you seen the thing about uh, Pete Dunne saying he's more than happy with the, the Butch name? He's an absolute bootlicker, of course he is. <laughs> this is a guy who, when he was told, I oh, you know what, you might have killed the um, British wrestling independence team. What do you think about that? Not the way. We've worked very hard to build this, and we have not destroyed it. Uh, look at it now. There's a very, very good list up at whatculture.com now about people who went to extreme lengths for uh, to get over and, and didn't. He features on it, doesn't he? Yes, because he spent his entire 20s, effectively, licking the boot of WWE, trying to get a level of influence there, trying to spearhead Triple H's expansion project. And he's done all this, and he's got himself in a phenomenal shape. Like, you remember when he was not that muscled? Yeah, and then he got incredibly I shredded. I remember that lockdown photo, and think everyone else was just like, this isn't fair. We're all making banana bread and drinking far, much, far too much on Zoom. Yes, absolutely. And he did this, and he's killed his reputation amongst the ardent hardcores who followed him as he made British wrestling cool. And he did all this, and he went to NXT, and then NXT 2.0 happened, and he still re-signed, and now he's butch. Mm. He he's incredibly talented. I'm not disputing yeah. that, but he's a bootlicker. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. What, I, I, I hope, I was saying this on Andy on the news today. I don't care about I, being butch. I hope that a bit like Shorty G, they just, after a while, go, all right, you're Pete Dunningham now. But I just I don't get the, the mentality behind WWE. Yeah, but at least like... Chad Gable's got a bit about him as a TV I star. Shush, please. <laughs> I don't think Pete Dunne's got this in his locker. Shush, shush, please. Thank you. You know what? You don't have to shush. I don't care if you're quiet or loud. Hopefully we get Xavier Woods return tonight, though. But I'll tell you what, this is wonderful synergy, this. It's almost like I recorded this for a voiceover yesterday. One person who went to insane lengths to get over and did is Sami Zayn. Yes, absolutely. He's a guy who has gamed the WWE system, as Andy Murray pointed out. He knows how to show ass. He knows that Vince McMahon doesn't give a toss about a diving DDT through the ropes, and he instead enjoys watching geeks be insufferable and then get a bit of slapstick catharsis. And he's thought, you know what? I'll have a bit of that, because what's going to happen is I'll make lots of money while I do this. I will get a lot of TV time. I will have a bit of fun. And then what will happen is the day I decide to retire, everyone's just going to remember El Generico again, and I'll get praise for that. And he's a very, very smart operator. There's still, to me, 
a glaring missed opportunity with a build on television. We've discussed this before, but why didn't? You didn't even need to have Johnny Knoxville and pay him that money, which they kind of don't want to pay him or if his schedule's not permitting him making weekly TV appearances. They could have had an unseen Johnny Knoxville set up jackass-like stunts or ones lifted straight from the film. Then Sami Zayn could have watched the films. You plug the films, and then Johnny Knoxville comes up with a new stunt by doing some decoy stunts when... Sami Zayn's wise to the game. So easy to write this. Well, a part of that, um, I mean, it needs Knoxville to be free, but I've got an idea for tonight for, for, for another mania meltdown for Sami Zayn. So obviously they've been doing all this stuff about the phone number and then I think uh, Sami Zayn, if you've been following him on social media, has been out in Knoxville trying to get dirt on, uh, on Johnny Knoxville, of course. And this is better than the telly as well. Yes. Um, so I think tonight... Um, you can maybe do him getting past some traps or what have you, like you say. But he's been informed by WWE brass that there's someone in at the building waiting for him who has got some major dirt on Johnny Knoxville. And it's a, it's an old guy. It's maybe not Johnny Knoxville's father, because that would be preposterous, but maybe a friend of Johnny Knoxville's father, for example, and there's this guy, and it's teased throughout the night that, that Sami Zayn's going to have a big sit-down with him in the ring and expose Johnny Knoxville. And then you just do the bad grandpa thing. It's yes. Knoxville in the makeup. He hoys him in the cock or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe hits one of his Shabatter elbows and says, I'll see you next weekend, basically. There's, that's the thing. They've got... They don't even have to write their own bollocks that they usually <laughs> write. There are... Entire seasons of television, entire films that are amazing. Mm. You can, you can, Jackass is almost like the perfect art form in a way. It's impossible not to enjoy oh, yeah. on some level. Why can't they just play with that? Why can't they call back to that? They Why used can't they the, draw they used, inspiration from they used that? the spring-loaded hand on Raw when he was guest host, wasn't it? Years and years ago. That, but that was when it was... Bad, but still better than this. Mm. Remember the electrocution before the Rumble? That's one of the worst things I've ever done. Seriously, <laughs> that's low-key one of the worst things WWE has ever done because there are so many... Obviously, they don't want to put Sami Zayn in any actual danger, which the Jackass cast and crew willingly do, but they could work something better than that, surely. Mm. Some of the Jackass things, I think, look quite fun Yeah, to do. Uh, yeah, there's not many that I'd volunteer myself for. Not many, but there's a few where I'd think, oh, I'd definitely have a go at that. Yeah. I don't know what what I'd be actually qualified at because I think some of them you just I, I really hope this the you know the way that they've I mean they've smoke and mirrors it obviously with like what anything goes or however they described it but I do hope at WrestleMania we get involvement from you know your your Preston Laces your Weemans your, your Stevos etc because it just it wouldn't it, it it it's so obvious I've got faith. Because WWE never, like they just did Bad Bunny last year. They still can get celebrity matches right. Knoxville obviously is very game for punishment. It's one of those where the build for everything's mostly terrible. But on pay-per-view, whether it's a 7 out of 10 that gets overrated by dickheads. Or sometimes they can do a goddamn 8. And I think WrestleMania will be an 8. But the TV is terrible. So what they could do. So I'm jumping ahead to <laughs> WrestleMania now. Do you remember the bit that was always like a, it was like a, you know, here's a stunt, right, we need something, a little 10-second thing filler, and then we're going to move on to some other mad stunt in Japan or whatever, right? Just the, dun it, dun it, with the shaver. With the shaver? Just do that. That's the thing, like, low-risk, funny jackass bits. There's actually more than you'd think, like mm. that bit, like, 
it's just there's loads. We've all seen the films except WWE. <laughs> <laughs> they'll see it in about ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll find anything. Uh, finally, oh, here's a hospital pass for you, Sige. Oh no. What next for Pat McAfee and Austin Theory? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I think Pat McAfee is excruciating in this baby face. Right? I'm kind of into it, you know. And how about you? I apologize for you being a little bitch. <laughs> it's the arms thing on Raw. I'm like, you. Is it Zoidberg? Is that a Zoidberg? I don't know, but it's just like an obnoxious jock clown. <laughs> you might. He's far better at being a heel, I'll give you that. He's far better at being a heel. This might shock you, right? You, and you are sitting down. Mm, thank you. I me. wasn't really a jock like guy at school. What? Despite being a. Either you could put me on the wing, because I was quite pacey, mm-hmm. but my best position in football, particularly in five side, was in centre midfield. I had a Johan Kabai esque oh. vision how to pass, I could see where, I could see that things that other people couldn't, more to the point, I had a good technical ability with the ball where I could actually weight those passes on purpose. Good little finisher as well. Um, so despite my immense technical <laughs> prowess and mind for the football game, never really into the uh, the physicality of it. That's what prevented me from being a, a mm. top world-class professional footballer. Didn't like going up for headers. No, I mean, I'm gonna, six foot three and I didn't. Didn't like going up for headers. I was going to get clattered. Like, didn't, like, 50-50, I'd be like, oh, my hamstring's gone a little <laughs> bit. Like, I got found out when I started, like, I was awesome in training. You put us on a Sunday league pitch, and I'm like, ah, oh, don't fancy this at all. <laughs> I just don't. I like playing five-a-side because I'm good at it. I'm not a jock, and I don't identify with jocks. I can, I perceive jocks to be heels mm. because they are... Better than me athletically, so they've already got something I resent them for. They have lads, 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 banter, which I can do on a satirical level. Mm-hmm. They actually earnestly believe that, you know, lad banter. And I perceive Pat McAfee is a jock, which is a heel role, and he's doing it in an insufferable babyface way with Austin Theory, who I just find to be Brad Maddox. Who can <laughs> who can do two thousand and six combat zone wrestling moves? That's a hell of a comparison. I hate all of it, man. It just doesn't do anything for me. Unsurprisingly, I was also not very jockey, as you can probably tell. Um, six foot three, lanky, specky, ginger kid. Not really going to be captain of the football team. I remember. What about uh, baseball? Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? Uh, Rounders at uni. They would do. Ours was like Wednesday nights. So I don't know if that was like a universal thing. Wednesday night was or Wednesday afternoons. Wednesday nights was like right. That's uh, that's varsity guys. So uh, no no uh, no lessons. No, Did you uh, go to Colorado? No classes or whatever. I thought you went to Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, when, you went. Which you, you went to university? Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. That explains. Um, and then basically just Wednesday afternoons, Wednesday night was just like, yep, yeah, uh, all the sports clubs can go and go and do their little sports, and then just get pissed up at the union. You have that? At yours? Well, no. I went to a countryside campus oh. that was owned. And operated by the University of Leeds, but they'd purchased an old rural drama college, basically, as Ooh. part of University of Leeds. So there was no sport going on there whatsoever, apart from we used to play five-a-side, which I was brilliant at, by the way. <laughs> um, but in sixth form, we had Wednesday afternoons off to do. Yeah, I think it's I think it's, it's uh, the unwritten Wednesday afternoon rule or something here in the UK. It was class, we used to go to the Bay Horse. <laughs> so we, uh, the only time I ever went, because it was, oh, what was it called? It had one of those... Generic score names or whatever it is, the uni nights. Oh, the yellow cards. Yeah, stuff like that, right? And the only time I ever went was like the first few weeks. And do you know which which uh, sports club I went and hung and drank drank with? Let's guess. Yeah. 
It, they were doing like, come and have a trial, come and have a go, and then we'll all go and get smashed. Well, you like football, but that's too obvious. Yeah, not football. You are not a rugby guy. No. Some of your office banter's a bit rugby, <laughs> but you're not a rugby guy. I'm going to say badminton. You're very close. Squash. Ul- ultimate frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> And even then, they were like, oh, we're going to pour a, like, a pint of snake bite into a Frisbee, and you have to drink it out of it. And I was like, it's a bit too much Why? For me. Why? Yeah. Why can't I just have some <laughs> drinks at my leisure out of a pint glass or a short glass or a cocktail glass or a wine glass? Yeah. Just and, then, and then maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stand around it. So uh, in summary, I think um, tonight, look, watch this. Ready? I think Pat McAfee put Austin Theory's phone in a pint of beer. Uh, oh, he loves that bloody... Uh, separate his arse cheeks, stick it straight up his arse, so... I need to shag the phone. He's better and he's just better. He's better shagging a phone. He's going to marry the phone. There you go. That's what you get this week. Let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown. If they actually advertise anything, we'd have something to discuss, but we've got to work with what we've got here. And if they're actually good for a solid year, <laughs> consistently, I might not do a very snarky tone throughout every single preview podcast. If WWE is good for a year, I promise yeah. I might start to think, oh, she'll be good, actually. Let's just look at the year day counter. Oh, way to go yet, then. Uh, all right, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Where you can still get your hands on his brilliant book, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW. I believe possibly at shop.whatculture.com, but you can definitely still get it on Amazon as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Going to be previewing Rampage with Hamlet a little bit later, and WrestleCulture is coming your way with a hashtag bloody good quiz but for now this has been the smackdown preview my thanks to michael sidgwick thank you for joining us and we will see you soon ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.